Welcome to the St. Edward's Podcast, a church filled with the Holy Spirit. We hope that today's words will draw you closer to Christ Jesus. Today is the first Sunday after the Epiphany, which was on Thursday night. It is the feast day of the baptism of our Lord Jesus. You know, this time of year, things move rather quickly through the life of Christ. Advent celebrates the anticipation of the coming of the Savior. Christmas celebrates the birth of our Savior. Last Sunday, our gospel narrative was about the only child story we have of Jesus when he was in the temple. Epiphany was on Thursday, and although we normally recognize this day as the celebration of the wise men worshiping the young Jesus, it actually concerns three events, as Father Bradley shared with us on Thursday night, three moments of epiphany in the life of our Lord, the wise men's story, the baptism of Jesus, and next week's lesson on the first miracle of Jesus. Two weeks ago, we celebrated Jesus' birth. Now we have him about 30 years old, being baptized by his cousin John. So things are moving rather quickly. And it was here at his baptism that Jesus begins his ministry. He was anointed for ministry at his baptism, anointed by the Holy Spirit. And it was this baptism by, by water, this anointing of the Holy Spirit, that pleased the Father, who voiced his approval. You are my son, the beloved. With you I am well pleased. This is one of the many places in Scripture that teach us about who God is, the triune God the Holy Trinity. For here, all are present, all three persons. Jesus, God the Son, is present in the obedience of his mission. God the Father is present, voicing his approval. God the Holy Spirit is present in a bodily form like a dove. For this is the God that we worship, three in one, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Jesus was affirmed in his calling, and it was here that Jesus embarked on his earthly ministry, teaching about the kingdom of God, healing many people, and training his disciples on what it means to be a follower of our Lord. Then the ultimate time came, the moment he was born on this earth for to sacrifice himself for the world. Jesus gave up his life on the cross so that we who believe in him will live so that we can live on this earth full of his joy, full of his forgiveness, knowing that we have eternal life in him to made full because of the dwelling of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And this is our calling to be baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. It was the words of Jesus after his resurrection before he ascended to be with the Father. He commanded his disciples, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And that is the mission of the church. Just as Christ our Lord was baptized, so are we to be baptized. Just as Christ was anointed by the Holy Spirit, so are we to be anointed by the Holy Spirit. 
For it is in our baptism that we are filled with the grace of God. We are anointed by the Holy Spirit to walk in the way of our Lord Jesus. It is in our baptism where we become a fellow member of God's people. Our baptism is a sign of following Christ in his death. Our baptism is a confession of Jesus, confessing that he is our Lord, confessing that he is our Savior. It is a sacred act, a sacrament, where God's grace fills our life. Just as Christ Jesus was anointed by the Holy Spirit, so we are anointed by the Holy Spirit at baptism. And when we walk in that anointing, we are able to do what Jesus calls us to do. And we find this calling in our call it today, our prayer. Again, in, in our tradition, in our Episcopal tradition, our theology is taught in the way that we pray. And our collect today, we pray this. Grant that all who are baptized into his name may keep the covenant they have made and boldly confess him as Lord and Savior. Our baptism gives us the empowering spirit of God to walk in his commands and to confess him, Jesus Christ, as our Lord and Savior. That is our calling to go forth, a calling that we have received if we have been baptized. And yet, and yet it seems perhaps too often that we don't live up to this high calling of God, right? Sure, we try. Sure, we don't deny God's blessing in our lives, but this world so often can beat us down. The trials of life, people letting us down, and not, not only letting us down, we, we are too often hurt by people, even the ones that are closest to us, even ones that have even been baptized, like us. The violence and disease and rejection in this world is often unbearable. How does our baptism speak to the troubles of our world? To the troubles in our life, to the, to the moments of our abuse, to the moments of our deepest pain that we don't ever talk about. Does our baptism speak to that? Because we can speak of baptism, we can speak of the anointing of the Holy Spirit, we may even know our baptism and covenant forward and backward. And yet we are often faced with fear and anxiety and the troubles of this world. And to these questions, I will say that our baptism is not just a call to live up to. We are not just anointed by the Spirit to be empowered to live rightly. Although that is certainly part of it. But our baptism is also the way Jesus brings us to his own. It is in the words of our catechism, describing holy baptism as this. Holy baptism is the sacrament by which God adopts us as his children and makes us members of Christ's body, the church, and inheritors of the kingdom of God. Baptism is the sacrament of which we become children of God. Just as the people of God, that's in Israel in the Old Testament, were the children of God. 
And so we become grafted in. We become adopted into the family of God. We become members in the people of God, the ever-expanding people of God. And this is why the wise men's story is so important. All the, all the other players in the birth of Jesus were Jewish, but the wise men were Gentiles, people from far away. And yet God called them to worship the infant Jesus Christ. We have troubles on this earth. The curse of sin is still present until Christ comes again. But as baptized believers in Jesus Christ, we are the people of God, the children of God. And as St. Paul writes in the book of Romans, the Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, provided we suffer with him in order that we may also be glorified with him. And if we understand who we are, even just a smidge, even just the smallest morsel can taste and understand who we are in Christ. It changes the entire way we view our pains and struggles in this world. God loves us not because of what we achieve, but he loves us because he made us who we really are. There's nothing you can do to make God love you less. There's nothing you can do to make God love you more than he already does. God loves you. And once we really hear that, when we get a glimpse of that, understanding that we are children of God, we can take a look at the words of our first reading from Isaiah 43 once more, where the prophet talks about the God who created us and formed us and redeemed us. Listen once more to our first reading, this time from the message paraphrase, which kind of puts it more in modern day language. The words of God through the prophet Isaiah are this. But now God's message the God who made you in the first place, Jacob, the one who got you started, Israel. Don't be afraid. I've redeemed you. I've called your name. You're mine. When you're in over your head, I'll be there with you. When you're in rough waters, you will not go down. When you're between a rock and a hard place, it won't be a dead end because I am God, your personal God, the Holy of Israel, your savior. I paid a huge price for you, all of, all of Egypt with rich Cush and Seba thrown in. That's how much you mean to me. That's how much I love you. I'd sell off the whole world to get you back, trade the creation just for you. So don't be afraid. I'm with you. I'll round up all your scattered children, pull them from east and west. I'll send orders north and south, send them back, return my sons from distant lands, my daughters from faraway places. I want them back, every last one who bears my name. Every man, woman, and child whom I created for my glory. Yes, 
personally formed and made each one. The words of the prophet Isaiah. Your baptism in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit is a sacramental signpost, a message of God's grace that you are deeply, deeply loved. And on this feast of the baptism of our Lord, may you truly know and believe that you are loved, deeply loved by our Father in heaven. Amen. Thank you for joining us in this conversation today. We will continue to pray that our teachings are impacting you for the kingdom of God. If you'd like to learn more about our community, you can find us on stedwardsepiscopal.com or on Facebook. And of course, we'd love for you to visit us in beautiful Mount Dora. May God's grace fill you as you go in peace.